You're listening to the Tour 12 Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Heath Graham, alongside Cody Berry, and we're taking you on a 12-month tour of living your passion in business, leadership, and life. The Tour 12 Podcast is being presented by NUMA Outdoors. What is up, Cody? Barry. <laughs> you did it again. <laughs> How you doing, man? Good to be back on the podcast today. I almost said Cody the producer man, <laughs> but I caught myself. Hey, it's all right. Either way, I get called Cody the producer man just about everywhere I go. Now. Let's start over. What is up, Emmett C. Barry? That's right. That's right. I like it. I mean, I really don't know what to say to that. <laughs> I like it better, but... Cody um, always says, if you go by that name, it sounds more professional. Yeah. Like, so if I'm producing a film, I always put Emmett C. Barry at the end of it because it's like... That dude's legit, you know? <laughs> if, I, if it says Cody, it's like, that's a country dude who doesn't have any teeth. That's that's how I feel sometimes. I mean, I could see how people could see that or <laughs> perceive that. Perceive that. Well, I, I didn't have teeth, but now I do. I just, <laughs> Heath was making fun of me because I went to the dentist like every other week to get, I had, I had a tooth, I had a lot of work done. You did. I've been to the dentist a lot this year. <laughs> anyway, it's good to be back on yeah, the Church 12 is. podcast. Always good. You know what? We would have had a podcast last week, so let me apologize to all of the people that are listening today that are mad because we didn't put one out. Why didn't we put one out, Heath? <laughs> well, well, yeah, go ahead. I was in Louisiana. With and Nate, which with, we have with Nate, Nate with us today. Nate's on today. We have another more important guest in just a second. We'll introduce. Sorry, Nate. It's all right. <laughs> totally understand. But anyway, so I took all the podcast gear to Louisiana, yeah. and I was down there with Kenneth and Matt and an awesome dude named Sean. And we got really busy hunting and fishing, and Sean was having fun one night, and we talked about needing to do a podcast, and he said, well, that's not going to happen tonight. <laughs> and he had to leave the next day. Yeah. And so I'm not blaming it on him, because we probably still could have done another one. Yeah. But and we are going to do another one with Kenneth and Matt, because yeah. I heard some amazing stories while I was down there from their trip to Alaska. We're going to talk with them soon. But I'll take the hit for it. It's my <laughs> fault. I came back to the office and Cody's like... I was so excited. I was like, all I'm going to have to do is edit this thing, put it out. We'll have a podcast. He's like, well, but well. I, was, I was fishing. <laughs> I did hammer some fish. That is true. And anyway, so we do apologize for last week. But nevertheless, we're excited about today. Yeah. We've got our good friend, Stephen McCharles, with us here today from the beautiful land of Canada. Welcome to the show, buddy. Thank you. Nice you, to be here. You excited to be here? Yeah, we've we've had a great uh, few days here, and um, you know, I think I think uh, uh, technology allows for a lot of great things, but when you meet people face to face and shake hands and hug, it's it's just a lot better. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We we don't. It's not every day we get to have clients in the clients from Canada in Arkansas. Yeah. And it's kind of humorous because I was going to say that <laughs> like you guys come down from Canada where it's. Where, like, a foot of snow is normal, and you get here, and it's just awful. It's solid ice. Well, we, we uh, you know, landing in, in Houston, and then uh, over from Houston to Little Rock, and you, you expect to see leaves on the trees and that kind of thing, and then getting here to Russellville, and... Um, Two days of solid uh, uh, freezing rain kind of thing, right? And you know, pretty much the same kind of temperatures at home. So yeah, we would say welcome to Arkansas yeah. because you never know what you're going to get here with yeah. weather. My yeah. wife said yesterday she felt like a tornado might come out, a snow tornado. Yeah. <laughs> Just speaking to that, has it not been awkward? We've it, had thunder yeah. and lightning. While it's sleeting. That's yeah. what she said. Like, it just makes me feel like something weird's going to happen. Like, everybody around here has been like, what's going on? 
and I didn't even think about it until I saw y'all's faces. Your, you and your wife yeah. started kind of like, this is weird. And then yeah. I started thinking, I was like, this is kind of weird. Yeah. yeah. I've only experienced that one time in my life in Ohio, a thunder snow, I think is what they called yeah. it. And it's, it was like just dropping snow and thundering. And I thought that was weird, but then this was even weirder because yeah. it was all day. Yeah. Like all day. So anyway, we're super excited to have Steve with us today. Steve is the owner of True North Tree Stands, and we've been fortunate to work with him on the marketing side a little bit the last several months. I don't even know how long it's been now. It feels like we've known you forever, yeah. though. Yeah. Yes. And um, I always say, man, the, the, the common bond of hunters uniting, it, it, if, if it's legit and it's real, just when you meet people, it feels like you've known them forever. It's mm-hmm. in the hunting industry. Not always, but it seems yeah. like the majority of the time that when you're a hunter and you you are passionate about the same things when you actually meet people that are passionate about those same things it feels like there's a common bond yeah. there it's it's easy right you, yeah. you talk the same talk and uh your interests are the same and um you know it, it just uh, the background and the history of people it uh it, it just makes things a lot easier absolutely yeah. so today our, our goal kind of is just to kind of dive off into a little bit of, of your story with true north tree stands i know there's a lot of listeners right now that have, have not heard about true right. north tree stands and um, it was new to us as when we came on board with you and it's been an absolute joy and pleasure one to work with you first of all but then to see the product that you've got coming out and bringing what you have to the states here soon is uh, a pretty cool and interesting story. And so we're kind of curious, like from your perspective, what's the journey been like? Uh, there's always ups and downs, right? And we're always wanting to communicate, live in your passion on this podcast and, and kind of inspire people to go after things. And I know mm-hmm. um, from what we've learned from you, you've been going after this for a while. Yeah. And so kind of walk us through a little bit of that from the, from the early days when you started, kind of give us a little bit of background and kind of fast forward through that to where we're at today. Yeah, so as a kid, you know, and when I say kid, we're talking uh, uh, late teens, uh, early 20s. Um, uh, I really enjoyed uh, getting out into the uh, into the woods, and um, uh, we were brought up with that, having been raised on a farm. And um, I slowly uh, got into bow hunting uh, for deer. And um, we, we hunted from the ground, and uh, like I said to, to you guys over the last couple of days, you sit on the ground because you don't know any different. And uh, you start to, to get winded by deer, and uh, it wasn't so, um, strategies weren't so big um, for us then anyways. And uh, so I, I slowly got into um, building some wooden platforms and wooden ladders and getting up there, And uh, but I felt it just wasn't secure and it wasn't safe. So uh, we, 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 um, we went out and bought uh, some of the early uh, product that was out there, and um, you know we, we became more successful, and and I just felt that um, hanging tree stands was was uh, a huge challenge because they were they were heavy and um, big, and it's not necessarily always about the weight, but the mass of the product. You know, to handle a big product when you're when you're on a tree. Um, so you know, the idea of of uh, getting into the tree stand business and d- designing tree stands, uh, uh, I was quite young, and um, I just felt there could be better ways of doing it. Right, so. Uh, yeah. I set out to, to, to put my mind to it and set out to maybe try to design some some better options for hunters. That's cool. <clears throat> and this is, you're talking like 30 years ago. Correct. When you started this. Correct. So so take us through some of the the ups and downs of what it's been like trying to get a brand off the ground. Without question, <laughs> if, if, uh, if, if you're not going to stick to it, there's a lot of... Um, 
there's a lot of reasons that you can put it aside and quit on it. But uh, if, if you believe in the product or believe in the project, first of all, and you have a passion for the outdoors, uh, if you don't, just don't get into it. Yeah. Right? Um, because there's a lot of work. Uh, you're going to have a lot of people beating you up for it. And um, be prepared to get through it. So, so I did. I, I uh, set my mind to it, and I had some personal setbacks, right? Uh, losing losing uh, family members and uh, going through some personal um, things myself. But uh, the the dream and the um, the uh, my focus on getting it done never never went away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we started with uh, one one very simple, basic, uh, uh, quick hitch bracket uh, back 25 years ago. Uh, it worked good. Uh, there was a lot of um, challenges in manufacturing the product then because it wasn't a sip, it was not a simple design. And uh, over the last uh, 25 years, we've developed uh, the the, uh, the design of the product. Some of the engineering is is better. Uh, the the ability to manufacture the product becomes easier. So um, yeah, it, if you're not prepared to go through the wars and the battles, then don't get into it. Yeah, because there's, there's a lot of people out there. Not not only not only from outside the industry, but there's a lot of people from in, within the industry that j- just don't want you to succeed with stuff like yeah, this, right? So. Absolutely. So Heath was mentioning earlier to you that we always talk about people living their passion, and you told us yesterday you made those wooden stands, and you wanted to do something better, so you actually took an engineering course. Tell us a little bit about that process and how it helped you get started. Yeah, you know, we, we, we wanted to... You know, if I was going to get into this, and it's not different, I, I did a lot of uh, training for hockey. I played hockey for a living, and I really invested a lot of time in being a you know being a good hockey player. And and um, it was the same with with uh, getting involved with the tree stands. I realized right away that people would put their lives on these things, so I wanted them to be right. And I had some knowledge with respect to uh, tensile strengths and um, and um, engineering. But I felt I needed more, so I, I, I went out and, and took a college uh, college course, engineering course, which really helped me to understand that much more the strengths of materials and that type of thing and design. Um, and it really did help me with uh, with respect to designing the stands. One of the things I've appreciated just since we've been working with you in a short time is is and we talk about this in our in our line of work with what we do with our company we we invite a culture of critique is what we what we call it is mm-hmm. so if we're producing no matter what it is a graphic design piece or a, a commercial or a film or whatever we put that in front of our team and we say rip it apart because mm-hmm. we want to put out the best thing that we can and one of the things i've noticed with you very early on was if if we had ideas or thought to change a little something here or there man and that's one of the things I want Nate to jump in on here is you were so quick just to, and most, a lot of companies are not like that. They right. think they've got it all figured out. I know everything I need to know. Yeah. This product's going to sell. But right away, I noticed with you, you kind of invite that same culture of critique because you want it to be right. And so Nate kind of talked to that a little bit about, because you've worked with, with Steve more than any of us. Yeah, just like you said, you know, other companies in the industry, you know, it, it kind of makes you nervous to even offer up suggestions just because you never know what you're going to get. So, right. um, you know, we, we got the first set of stands, got them in, checked them out, and we we're like, man, we really like them, but, you know, we'd like to see this different. And, I mean, 7.30 the next morning, I got <laughs> I got something on my phone from Stephen McCharles. I was like, man, we just talked yesterday. He said, hey, here's a new product. We're uh, It's already fixed. We're doing it. I'm like, man, that uh, yeah. wasn't expecting today. But, you know, I mean, that's that's just amazing. I think yeah. You can't beat that. You really well, can't. and I even look at it from a, 
going even back to 30 years, somebody that's been doing this that long, a lot of times is not quick to make a change like that. And so what's your theory on why, why your mindset's like that? Well, we're, we're, we're four guys here, um, five guys here and, and we all hunt. Right. And, uh, um, if you got you guys are out there uh, using the product, and for me, uh, guys that are passionate and and hardcore, those are the guys I want to hear this stuff from, right? Yeah. And and if we're not prepared to be flexible, um, I can have an idea and and think it's really great, but if it doesn't work for the hunter, then it's not that great. Yeah. So so when when I have somebody uh, come to me and, and and propose a change or whatever it may be. Uh, I listen and I, you know, I'll, I'll process it. And sometimes I'll say, yeah, uh, you're right. And then sometimes I'll think, well, maybe it won't work. And, you know, when Nate's, when Nate's talking about him and I uh, communicating, there's times when I'll, I'll say to Nate, like, I don't know that this is a good one. Right. You know, like, yeah. like, like let's be real here. And um, there are times for sure that uh, the changes come fairly quickly. But there are times when I feel that uh, the design that we have uh, works and, uh, and, and, you know, we, we talk about, uh, as an example, with the new hang-on stands, having, having more of a, the ability to, um, uh, to set it up on uneven brand, uh, limbs or whatever it may be, or uneven uh, trees. And uh, I remember Paul Meek speaking with Paul at the, uh, the ATA a couple of years ago, and he says, you know, you give, give the hunter too many options... Oh. And, and it becomes too much for them. They, they, they won't understand it, right? So we put out a really great product. We, we feel that um, uh, we, we offer and try to offer things that are easy to use, that really work, that, uh, you know, as an example with the hang-ons again, um, uneven and, and unlevel trees, you know, with the bracket system and, and the leveling de- device, we, we try to offer um, what we feel they need. But we don't want to encourage them to be reckless and putting these stands on trees sure. that just don't work. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, sure. this I think this is the reason why we're flexible with with having um, uh, critique on our product because it comes from those that use the product. Yeah, absolutely. I'm yeah. thinking. I'm thinking. Well, because again, back to there's a lot of people obviously that listen to this podcast that have not heard of True North. What would you tell someone? Because obviously the tree stand market is huge yeah. in, in the U.S. market, and there's a lot of competition. We deal with it on every client we have deals with a lot of competition. But what would you tell a first-time potential buyer of your product? What would you tell them is, is different about your product than, than a lot of things you may look at out there? Well, I, I, I don't like to, to speak about other companies, but, but I will in this case that you know, a lot of companies are out there trying to save 50 cents on a ratchet strap, yeah. right? Because they're going to buy thousands and thousands of that ratchet strap. Well, we don't think like that. We take every every piece. Um, uh, we want to offer the highest quality product. Uh, we offer heavy-duty ratchet straps and the webbing and the hooks and all this stuff. And people go online, if they look at our website and look at our ratchet straps as an example, they're probably as big as you're going to find in the industry, right? Yeah. Because the guy's life is on that single piece right there yeah so uh what i would what i su- suggest is is be discriminating in, in what you're going to buy and go and have a look at true north and uh we we try to offer the finest of product whether it be ladder stands hang-ons self-climbers or, or tower blinds and we go the extra mile in designing in uh, in sourcing our, our accessories and product uh to to have it be the best that it can be yeah you know to, to me it's uh uh, like I said, somebody's life is on that product, and uh, we we want to be we want to do everything that we can do to make sure they're safe in it. Absolutely, you know. 
Well, you've to this point, from what I've seen, you've done a great job with that, man. There, uh, and and one of the things I've loved about being with you and your wife this week is I've, I've, we joke about it all the time with Cody, but I don't know if I've ever met anybody from Canada that's not super nice. I hope you feel that way about our Arcan- our Kansans now. But. <laughs> <laughs> they were they were actually telling us that this morning. At oh, yeah. But um, but along with that, I feel like. Just the the integrity that you guys have, the honesty that you approach every situation with, even with what you're talking about right now, is so important. Um, and we feel that just from being with you guys, the way you approach us as individuals, but then also your brand, you're you're considering someone's life every time you're you're putting something together. And I don't I don't know that I could say that for every company, not to put anybody down, but yeah. but a lot of people are out there just to make a dollar. Mm-hmm. And um, whatever happens, happens. And I don't get that from you guys with the way you operate your business. There's so much integrity behind the product and the brand, attention to detail. Yeah, you know, Heath, I, I hunt, and, and I've got five kids. I've got I have five grandchildren. Uh, you know, the partners in the company uh, hunt. Uh, we, we want good product for ourselves, right? And uh, um, like I said, if, if, um, if, if I can't accept some, some critique and suggestions and uh, it wouldn't only be from people like yourselves. I have I have people that have hunted from our product for, from uh, quite a quite a ways back. They come to us and say like maybe maybe you should try this or do this, and and we listen to it. Not that we always make the change, right? But we're listening. Well, we, you know, we won't make people feel out of place by proposing or or uh, or suggesting something to us. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're headed down the right track, man. I'm, I don't know what the, the future holds or what you envision, but speak to that a little bit. Like, you've been at this for a long time as far as getting it off the ground. It's starting to happen for you. You're starting to see it all, and we're starting to see it as well. But if you could project five years, where do you see True North in the future? Well, we, you know, I'd be a liar to say that uh, over the last couple of years that uh, my, my real goal is to be a leader in the industry, yeah. right, to provide, to provide product that allows us to do that. Um, we, 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 we started in Canada and, uh, you know, you, you guys made the suggestion. We're not a Canadian tree stand company. We're, we're a tree stand company, period. Right. Yeah. We, we'll, we'll sell to Americans and, and we'll sell globally if the, uh, if the market is there. Uh, so that's uh, for sure. We're a tree stand company. Um, we're, we're, we're looking at uh, entering the U.S. market and um, anybody that's looking to, uh, to procure themselves of a, of a uh, tree stand product we were you know we, we would ask that yeah at least consider true north Com- compare apples to apples here you know maybe maybe our stands are, are a little bit more costly than others and maybe some uh were, were a little bit less costly than that others but for sure we feel we can play the game in any uh sector of the tree stand market yeah we can we can play uh at the highest end of ladder stands hang-ons self-climbers and tower blinds and we we feel we're in the game now yeah Absolutely. I want to shift uh, shift just a little bit here. I want to go back to when we first got into contact with you through Nate. And Nate, I want you to walk us through that process a little bit. We, we're going to dive off into this conversation a little bit in another podcast. But talking specifically about how important um, relationships are and how you can never take a conversation for granted because you never know where it's going to go. You two guys speak to that a little bit about how this whole thing came about with True North and with Expedition Marketing. Yeah, really. I mean, I I really don't even know how it came up, Um, honestly. um, Pretty much just seen a quality product, um, you know, and then talking with Stephen, you know, over 
a two month time period, just kind of learning more about his product and learning where they're trying to head. But you made that first contact, right? Yes. Did you send Stephen a message? Yes. And and just kind of checking out the product. Yeah, I was just checking out the product, kind yeah. of learning about it. Um, obviously, I, I hadn't seen any here in the United States. hadn't hadn't heard of them before. Um, right. Just ran across them. Um, and, you know, just seeing a quality product like that. And, and really, it was the conversation, you know, after Stephen and I started talking. Um, How long did that take, though? So that's what I wanted Steve to do. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, like we, uh, it was a while. He ignored Steve me just for like two another free stand. Uh, there we go. So, so we got a, I got an email from Nate and, uh, you know, looked at it. And, and we have a lot of people that, that, you know, reach out. And I thought, oh, here we go. Here's another one, right? And, yeah. And I essentially... Uh, blew it off for a while and then I, I don't know how maybe it was a couple of months and uh, I think I may have reached back out to you and then that's when the dialogue started but at first it was like oh man here we go again <laughs> we, yeah. we we would we would talk on online and finally I was like look just call me just call yeah. me and let me talk to you yeah and after we called and talked he was like then he was he was like yeah, yeah. let's talk what's let's up let's talk so, more yeah um you know, it's it's kind of a funny deal. You know, him and I joke about it all the time that he blew us off for so long. And you know, I mean, in the short what is it, eight months that we've known each other, I mean, it, it like you said, it feels like we've known each other forever. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's been really great. But we joked about it yesterday that uh, you know I probably spend more time talking to Nate than I do my wife now. So uh, <laughs> you know, I agree. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, so, as she's sitting here laughing at you, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So. Well, you never know, man. I think I think we try to. I know from our side, I know you guys feel this way too. We try to never take a conversation for granted because you really never know where it's going to go. And I think you could probably even speak to that about how you have obviously partners and things like that now, but how those relationships even began. Somewhere along the lines, they started with a conversation, and you re- never really know where you're going to end up. Well, I'll tell you that that uh, a few years ago. Um, you know, because we had live, different lives of, of, of the tree stand itself. Like I had a company that was called Grand Tree Stands and, and we had manufactured some product and then it went to bed. And, and then um, finally, um, uh, I shared with you guys that I was, I was sitting up. But after my dad had passed away, I would, I would go and spend time with my, uh, my mom through the winter months to help her out, uh, you know, in Canada, four feet of snow and and uh, she didn't drive, so getting her to the uh, supermarket or to the uh, pharmacy to get her pills or whatever it may be. And one day we were we were uh, sitting there watching a hockey game, and she says to me, she says, uh, well, "Are we talking about the tree stands during the um, during during the game?" And I said, "You know," I said, "I have a really great product," and I said, "It's just tough." And she she just said to me, "Go and do it, like just go out there and do it." So it started there, and um, from that, uh, I just I would. It was it was tree stands. My my life for a while was just tree stands. I, I ran a, uh, a custom deck wooden decks in, in in Ottawa business, and I was on a job site. Um, the guy that I was uh, doing the, the the deck for, um, you know, he was he was well off, and yeah. uh, so while I was doing the the deck, he would hear me on my phone talking tree stands. <laughs> so a couple of years later. Uh, he calls me up because he wanted to do something else with his, his deck. And um, so so he calls me up, and I knew another gentleman that had the same name as him. So we're talking. He says, so what are you up to? I said, well, I said, I'm working on the tree stands, and we're, you know, we're starting to sell some stands, and it's going well. He says, uh, oh, yeah, you know, we chatted. I said, who am I speaking with? And he, he gave me his name, and I said, oh, my gosh, I thought it was the other guy, right? 
And, uh, and he says, well, he says, now I want to meet you about these tree stands. Because he says, I just spent the whole time building my deck, talking on the phone about these tree stands. And I want to know. <laughs> so this is actually how this one happened. Wow. It was just by chance. And uh, he became our, our, a partner in True North. And uh, it's, it's, uh, it was a blessing how it all went down. We, uh, we, we met. Uh, I was in China probably two weeks later uh, with, with uh, drawings for our first product. And uh, it was just it was just chance the way the uh, conversation wow. on the phone went, and it really that was really the start of uh, this this life of True North. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think so, there's even a deeper line principle there. You were actually there serving that guy and helping him at first yeah. building a deck, and, and I, I'm a big believer in that, man. When you reap what you sow, when you help yeah. people, you never know what's going to come on the backside yeah. of that. Eventually, nothing may ever happen, but a lot of times it seems like more than than it doesn't. Good stuff just keeps coming when you're out helping people. It was serving. it was more than chance the way it happened, and then uh, you know you ask about relationships and building relationships. Uh, not differently than you guys, right? Uh, we 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 I um, I want to I want to uh, I'll use the word. I'll just I want to go to bed with good people. Yeah. That is a funny way to say it. But it's the truth. <laughs> you know, like, we, we, we say it in Canada, right? We don't um, say that. Yes. Yeah. You say that here. You, yeah. like, you already just got some funny ones. People driving down the road like, whoa, that took a turn. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's a saying that we use in Canada that, that if you're going to get involved with people, that you want them, yeah. want them to be good people. And, and for us, we feel we have a great, great product, yeah. you know, a high-quality product, but... You know, the people around us, whether it be our marketing group or our sales group or, um, you know, Realtree who we're involved with now, you know, we, yeah. we want to be involved with the best and we feel we're doing that now. Yeah. You know, build the team around you and uh, it may not it may not go as smoothly, smoothly as we would like, but at least it gives you an opportunity. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, you said that yesterday, I believe, when we were out doing a little filming about you were talking about you want to build a great product and, and make a living doing this, but you also want to build re the relationship side of it is just as important to mm -hmm. you. And we feel the same way. And, and I think they all go hand in hand. Right. It, it comes and it is challenging sometimes to build the right relationships. We live in a crazy world where it feels like you can't hardly trust anybody. And so if you do find those people, man, hang on to mm -hmm. them, you know, because there, it seems like they're few and far between. And, and I feel like you got you guys are doing that, and it's a it's a blast to watch. Also, to obviously be a part of too. Yeah. But just to see you kind of transition into this next phase and coming to the U.S. market, I think people are going to be really impressed with what they see um, when they get a, get a hold of True North. So yep, I, I agree. So. Yeah. So one of the things that you've talked a lot about today is creating a great product. But one of the things I I've heard you say multiple times is you always want to innovate. You want to do stuff that's no that nobody's done. Are there some things that you can talk about on this podcast that kind of give a, a little bit of a glimpse into the things that you're doing with True North? Yeah, yeah. Well, we we um, you know we talked about this a little bit yesterday, and you know we we were the first to use a, a, an entry assist step uh, going from a, a ladder system onto a hang on stand. Just makes ease of embarking into the uh, the, the hang on that much easier. You know, you're not you're not struggling to get around to, to embark and. Uh, so we, we came out with that one, and then our, our bracket system is really nice. It's innovative, innovative. it works really well, and it's secure. But uh, uh, just in the last uh, few months, um, something I thought was important in the self-climbing sector of, of the, uh, the market, um, there's a lot of talk, and I, I see it, and we, we see videos on YouTube and stuff of people uh, having the, the, um, the climber come down on them because they're, there's a very little... 
contact with the tree with the round cables. Uh, so, so I set out to to do something that would maybe um, in, something innovative that would uh, increase the safety of self climbing stands. And I came up with a dual dual uh, cable design, tooth cable, where uh, it acts essentially the same as the rigid V-bar, the tooth rigid V-bar, but it's a cable. Mm-hmm. Uh, it works incredibly. Uh, you know, it, uh, it bites the tree really, really good, uh, prevents it from slipping. You know, if you, if you take the weight off it, the, uh, the stand won't slip on you. And uh, at the same time, it, it, uh, it releases really nicely to allow you to climb up the tree real comfortably, smoothly, quietly. So uh, for for me that the of, of the new stands I think that one there uh, it's new it's innovative um, we we feel that that one there is going to be really good for the consumer anybody hunting from a self climbing stand that that doesn't like the thought of having that section come down on them and having them come down out of the tree this one here will will uh, I think this will be big for those people very good so I um. One of the other things that jumped out of me about your product is, is the price points. We've laughed about it even this week as we've hung out and talked about just some of what things are going for nowadays. Yeah. And um, Nate is always constantly talking about the quality of your product, and, and obviously we are too, but he has the most communication with you. But along with that, the price point is very fair in, mm-hmm. the, in the market of what people, what competitors are going to uh, charge for something that's the same but not the quality. Right? Yeah. And so was that, was that important to you? Yeah, yeah. Like I, I uh, with respect to the uh, the hang on uh, sector, right? You see people out there that have some kind of a quick hitch uh, device, mm-hmm. and um, my my thought with with the hang ons uh, using a quick hitch device is that you want to have it be a system, right? It's it's nice to provide one bracket with a with a with a stand, but you know you're you're essentially uh, limited to one stand site. So uh, what, what we've done with, with the uh, signature series stands, with, which include four, four uh, models, uh, we're including three of the, uh, the uh, V-brackets in with, with the stands. Oh, wow. So, so really, if you get a couple guys hunting together uh, that buy you know, any of the, the, uh, the four models of the signature series, you end up with six uh, brackets, right? So you can essentially, prior to the season, go out, get those six brackets set up, clear all your shooting lanes out, and have six and uh, six uh, stand sites with with two tree stands. Yeah, right. It's a real system. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Um, like I said, there are other companies out there, and and you know they're great. Uh, they have they have a bracket with their stand, but they offer one, and it limits the guy to the yeah. one stand site. Yeah. I can speak to that because I've set a few of them up with my son, and we we had hung some uh, some of the brackets up, and then swapped out stands, and it was easy. We just up the sticks we go right into it and then it was done yeah yeah it's it's nice too um you can you can clear out shooting lanes and and feel that you're going to have that bracket say for example if you're offering one bracket only with with uh with the stand you may think that you have the bracket in the same location but it doesn't take you guys all know it doesn't take much when you set up a stand that if it's off just a little, little bit you lose your shooting lanes right so with these brackets here and the heavy-duty ratchet strap, they can be left out for, for a few months, and uh, your your stand drops into exactly the same position every time. Yeah. Right? So. No, I mean, uh, with the brackets, I mean, it made us hunt with my kids this year, I mean, that much better. Um, my kids are just getting into hunting, so, you know, they were wanting to get in lock-ons with us. Um, just showing them how to put a stand up first time. 
um, doing it safe, just going up there, putting the bracket up, not having to hold the, the stand up there all at the same time, and you know, just putting the bracket in, pulling it up, pull it up, set pull it. it up, set it, it's done. Yeah. And uh, can we talk about the double? <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I love the name so, of the double. Well, yeah. What is the name? It's called the mentor, right? Correct. So yeah. we, we obviously, we see a lot of stuff come through our doors, what we do marketing for, whatever. When Nate brought this dude through the doors, yeah. I said, what is that? Yeah, I feel like a transformer. Like it's that, it's like. Because <laughs> I'd never seen a lock-on yeah. like that. Talk to Listen, us about it. When I pulled it out the box and he said, this is a lock-on, I was like, <laughs> yeah. there, they ain't, do it different. there ain't no way. Yeah. There's no way I'm getting this thing up a tree. I ain't even going to lie. The first time I set it up, I set it up about three foot just so, <laughs> yeah, just so in case I did do something wrong, I didn't fall 20 feet. But no, I mean, it, it's easy. Um, you know, it's a, it's a two man lock on with the same bracket system. Um, called the mentor for a reason, dual seats. I mean, it's, it's just amazing. Yeah. Um, Walk us through that, Steve, that, that thought process on that stand. It, it's funny. The, uh, the mentor came from one of my daughters, 20, Three years ago, um, you know, she she would say to me, and this is my wife's here beside me, and it was Amber that that said to me, uh, Papa, what a, what about a tree stand with with two seats on it, right? So I went out and I designed one, and it it really worked well. And um, uh, with with the new series, um, you know, with the bracket and stuff, it just it just became um, uh, easy. We 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 uh, we designed a, a hoist uh, with a rope ratchet. Mm-hmm. So you go up and you set up your uh, your 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 uh, hoist with a rope ratchet. Um, you set up your bracket, you know, a couple feet below that. And uh, the 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 all steel stand was was heavy. It was uh, forty nine pounds. Uh, thinking uh, or considering that it's a two man hang on, it isn't that heavy, but it's still heavy, right? Sure. You're not you're not hauling that thing around uh, without a uh, without a quad or whatever, right? But. Uh, <laughs> We, we, we now have, have uh, designed and we will offer uh, exclusively the all-aluminum product that's uh, 34 pounds. Oh, wow. Right? We've got, we've got single-man hang-ons out there today that weigh that kind of stuff, right? So, yeah. Uh, anyways, it just with the, with, the, with, the, uh, with the hoist and the bracket system, it, uh, it, it's, it's easy. We felt uh, that having the, uh, the, the ability to move that stand around fairly easy was important. It's a, it's a, it's a hang-on. So you want to be able to move it. We wanted it to be secure in the tree, so the bracket uh, with the stabilizing belts make it very secure in the tree. And and it was it was designed uh, for for the same uh, purpose and reason as the two man ladder stands. That yeah. if you wanted to get up there with a buddy or or your wife or or a child or whatever it may be, it offered you that ability to, to be up there with them, and it also offered you the ability to move it around if things changed, right? Yeah. So so I, I thought it was a, a um, something that was missing in the industry. Uh, we feel we have an incredible design with it, and um, anybody that has seen or hunted from it just absolutely love it. Yeah. Paulette, my wife, and I, that's that's pretty much exclusively what we hunt out of. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. That is cool. Stephen, I'm really intrigued by your go-getter mentality about everything that you do. And yesterday you were talking to us about you have the ability to fabricate everything that you guys manufacture right in your garage. How often do you do that before you send something to manufacturing? Do you do that often just so you can work out all the kinks? How does that work for you? Yeah, well, we, 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 what we do is, is if I come up in a, with an idea or if somebody shares an idea with me, uh, I'll start by drawing it on graph paper. I don't use uh, uh, CAD drawings initially. It's all done manually. 
And then I, I have the ability to go out and, and cut cut pipe and and uh, do the drilling and bending and, and all the things that are required to put these stands together. And it, it's not every every model that we do that because once you have a, a base for for something, uh, it's fairly easy to um, to to go off that that initial uh, product. But but we have done it uh, where uh, where I'm able to go out. Uh, if I had the ability to always do it, I would. But it's uh, it allows us to really um, uh, look at what 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 is good about it, what needs to be improved. And uh, prior to, to sending stuff out to, to actually get samples done, um, it, it's it's very convenient uh, and it, it speeds up the uh, the process. That's cool. Yeah. <clears throat> well, it's been um, amazing to watch, man. To watch you guys do what you do, and then to be have you guys in the offices this week with us has been an absolute blast. Other than the weather. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it was a blast. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Yeah. <laughs> it was a blast. All right. Well, kind of, kind of. Steering towards wrapping this thing up, Cody Nate. You guys have any thoughts? I want to hear about some hockey. Yeah, we didn't even get into that. We didn't even get into it. So you come from a professional hockey background. Give us a little bit of that. So as a kid, you know, uh, um, five, six years old, uh, all of my friends in the neighborhood played hockey, and um, you know, I would I would go to my dad and say, "Listen, I want to play," and uh, you know, I want to play, and he 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 waited till he saw I really wanted to play. And then he said, "Well, before you play, you got to learn how to skate, right?" Yeah. So for for two or three years prior to my even entering into a, any kind of organized league, uh, he would make a rink in our backyard, and and for hours at it, and I mean hours, it would be, you know, minus thirty degrees, literally, and <laughs> and I would come into the house sweating bullets because he would skate me and skate me right, and then different types of skating, and so so anyways, uh, that's how it started, and I uh, played minor hockey, and uh, then was was fortunate enough to be drafted into the the OHL, the Ontario Hockey League. Played three years there with the uh, Sudbury Wolves, which is a it's a pretty high level. And then I had you know I was I was blessed to, to end up in Europe playing hockey in Europe and Sweden and uh, and Japan and coaching in in Germany. Wow. Um, you know, and it it something that that hockey did for me. It, it allowed me to become comfortable in doing what we're doing right now. Yeah. You know, talking and, and meeting people. And um, uh, so, you know, it just, uh, it, was a, it was a great experience in my life. Wow. Let's talk yeah. about hockey, though. Were you the guy that just kind of sit back and waited for the puck to come to you? Or were you the guy that was starting the fights? <laughs> We're not going to go there. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's the second one. Yeah. 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 The those, are the more, those are the more exciting hockey players to watch yeah. anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I think it was a combination. Yeah. I think, you know, really it was a combination. I, I never backed down from anybody and... Um, you know, I probably did uh, instigate my share, <laughs> uh, but but I was also able to play. So that's really cool. So yeah. the whole time you're doing the hockey thing, were the stands still in the back of your mind? Uh, I started the stands 25 years ago and uh, played hockey after that, and for sure the yeah. uh, the outdoor industry and and the stands were always there. It was yeah. always always part of what I wanted to do. That's yeah. cool. At what point in all of that in the hockey did you decide to make the switch back to? just full out going after building the stands i think i ended up uh, retiring from hockey at 32 and uh i think for a couple of years prior to that i um i realized that the, the the real passion and and uh you know some some people in my life uh close people in my life don't understand um 
you know, the hockey thing was such a big part of my life and that they see me today that this is really my true passion and, and maybe it was, it was always my true passion, but I just didn't have the time to put into it uh, mm-hmm. for so long. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it was probably, uh, probably 30, 30, 32 years old where I really said to Kay, like, That's we're going cool. to make, we're going to make a switch here and uh, we're going to start investing some time into something else. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So you're basically living out most childhood dreams to be honest with you because most kids at some point either want to be a, if they're an athlete want to be a professional athlete and then i hear it all the time the other one is they want to be in the hunting industry somehow yeah. or or a rock star yeah those yeah. three things those three and then you so you you toy around with the guitar a little bit too right so he's all three got a little rock star <laughs> yeah. professional athlete <laughs> In the hunting industry, and he's a rock. Star. Do you sing yeah. too? Yeah, we sing. Yeah, yeah. I've, I, my family's been uh, we're musically inclined. My sister has recorded uh, previously, and uh, you know, I, I play guitar for fun and, and get on the drums and uh, enjoy doing that also. And I, I, I think that part of it, that you know, the music side of things, just allows you to get away from everything else. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Right. Let's have some fun. Yeah. Sure. Right. We tend to do that from time to yes, time. Yes, we do. You want to break out a little song for us and sing anything for I'll us? I'll try one. Go ahead. Yep. You gonna you gonna get the guitar? Yeah. Oh, oh, I'll, get, I'll go get it. We'll get the guitar for you. Y'all keep you. talking. I'll go get it. Hold on. So oh, while while they're getting the guitar, what are you gonna what are you gonna sing and play here? So uh, when I'm playing guitar, I, I do country music, and okay. then uh, when I'm on the drums, it's it's heavy metal stuff. Yeah, you, know, you like the the energy. Um, yeah. So. Let's see if we can manage this. Guys, this is a first for the... I was not expecting that response. (laughs) I was not either. Most people were like, oh, no, 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 no. He was like, go get it. Yeah, Heath, will you put your microphone... Or somebody put that microphone close. All right, so we're going to get a country tune here from Stephen McCharles. This will be his debut. Uh, He might want to join the Fake Live Tour band. He might. Still a drop D. Oh yeah, it may be in drop D. You gotta get it out of drop D. Yeah, we, we need to tune him up. Hold on, I forgot. I dropped the top one. There you go. All right. My bad. I he's, forgot. He's legit. I could tell. I heard it. Uh, <laughs> I know what song he's playing already. Do you? I do. You're playing name that tune in your mind. I got it. We never know what's gonna happen here. There might be a little. Dust on the bottle. <laughs> oh yeah! Come on, you gonna sing harmony with him? No. <laughs> Creole Williams lived down the dirt road, made homemade wine like nobody I know. Drop by one Friday night and said, Can you help me, Creole? Yeah. Got a little girl waiting on me and I want to treat her right. He said, Got what you need, son. Listen, step down in the cellar. Reach through the cobwebs and turn on the light and said, Might be a little dust on the bottle. Hey, hey. Don't let them fool you about what's inside. Might be. A little dust on the bottle It's one of those things that gets sweeter with time Yeah, baby <laughs> Ooh, yeah Yeah How's that? Come on, give him a round of yes, applause sir. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about 
I was not expecting that. Yeah. I, you know what? I was not either, but that's what hockey will do for you. Yeah. Well, that's it. Or the hunting industry. It just makes you go all in. Yeah. You can't that's be scared awesome. of nothing, right? Yeah. That so, was awesome, man. There is no better way to end a podcast than with that. I mean, really, I mean, what, what are we, we going to say now? <laughs> like, he just sang on the podcast. You might have just auditioned for the fake live tour. Yeah. So. I thank you guys. Well, that was cool. That man. was really good. Well, we're going to wrap this thing yeah. up. Stephen, thanks so much for coming and spending some time with us. And like you, you and said Paul, this yeah, morning. Great yeah. to have y'all down. Yeah, when you get to see somebody face-to-face, there's nothing oh, yeah. nothing like it. And yeah. we're really glad we got to, to meet you and Paul at yeah. both. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I thank you guys. It's been great. And, uh, you know, the weather's, um, you know, uh, not allowed us to do some of the things we wanted to do. But right. uh, just the time together inside here and uh, really getting to know you a little bit more was really great. Yeah, I thank yeah. you guys. Yeah, we we talk so about much. controlling the controllables a lot. Yeah. This one was exactly. out of our control. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially in Arkansas. Yeah, yeah. I know. My wife said, you should have told them the weather was going to be bad. And I was like, babe, we didn't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they had already booked tickets before we knew it was yeah. coming. Yeah. And so he sent me a message before y'all got here. He's like, hey, you might warn them about the weather. And I'm like, dude, they live in they this. They live in it. Yeah, they live I'm this like, stuff. He said, I'm not worried about them. Yeah. I was like, All I was right. worried about yeah. our state. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. But anyway, what's well, been a pleasure. So glad to have you guys on the podcast. And I'm, I've got a feeling this might not be the last. Maybe. We hope we'll, not. Maybe we'll reconvene in Canada. Yeah, yeah, it'd be in the coming beautiful. months, possibly. Yeah. So, anyway, we're going to wrap this thing up. I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode of the Tour Twelve Podcast. Until next time, peace out and God bless. Hey guys, I hope that you enjoyed that conversation. And if you're enjoying what you're hearing here on the Tour Twelve Podcast, we'd love for you to do us a favor, a huge favor. In fact, all you have to do is go online, go to iTunes, jump on your podcast app, and give us a review. This is why it's important. Throughout this year, we're going to give away products, hats, t-shirts, and a lot of other free things from our sponsors. And the only way that you can be registered to win any of that free stuff is to give us a review. Listen, I love free stuff. Heath loves free stuff. And I know that you do too. And we want to share some of that stuff with you, our listeners. We can't thank you enough for listening to the Tour 12 podcast, and we hope that you're taking steps every day to live your passion in business, leadership, and life. Again, thank you so much for being a part of the Tour 12 podcast.